Hi, hi, I'm Ray. I'm Brie, and this is the R&B podcast, a pop culture podcast where we wrap up each week's pop culture events. How are you doing, Ray? Uh, we're out here in these streets. I am on the road to recovery with my physical therapy and stuff. And I just, like, came to the realization, like, yesterday as I was fighting and, fi- like, literally fighting mad yesterday morning that I was still, like, in pain. That mm-hmm. this is, like, the first time that I've actually ever been injured, like, ever. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I've played sports forever. I danced forever. And I have never had, like, an injury that has, like, taken me out of the game. So, like, I'm, I'm realizing, like, wow good for you but at the same time I have zero patience for this so it's interesting (laughs) how are you doing this week I am tired but I was very productive I took a week off of Stan Twitter oh my gosh Um, yeah I've actually been wanting to for a while um but like the problem was I was waiting for like comeback to come Mm -hmm. and obviously like that has come. I got my tickets, blah, 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 blah. And, like, this week I knew they were releasing, like, the concept photos. So I was like, it'll suck to, like, miss, like, the excitement. But I also really need to get my stuff together. And, like, it's just photos. Like, I'll see the photos. Like, I'm not going to be missing too much. Um, I go back. I went back yesterday. Um, and... <laughs> I was so confused. It was, like, so hard to catch up. I didn't know, the like, they went to New York, apparently. It was just, like, a lot happened in a week. And I just, like, I, like, had to lock out again. And I was, like, I was going to keep taking a break. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, It's just, been, like, I have, like, so much stuff I need to accomplish the rest of this month. So, like, I'll go back probably middle of next week. But... For my mental sanity, I just need to log off for a little bit. That's an adult decision. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to make adult decisions. I mean, TBH, I feel like even you, like, last month would not have done this. But I but I think, it's like, my goal was, like, accomplished, like, when they when the combat actually happened and like you experienced it then you like calm down yeah I think so too so am I happy halfway (laughs) it's not for your happiness it's for my happiness I know (laughs) I still derive (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's a it's been like it's been weird I've been on like my local Twitter account a lot more mm-hmm. and like kind of popped off of Survivor Twitter so feeling pretty I good saw that. <laughs> I saw that Survivor premiere was this week right yeah it was indeed so you weren't like deprived deprived but no I wasn't um yeah and like that's things like it was nice it just it was kind of nice to take a break mm-hmm. um like it's kind of stressful it was honest, that's the thing. I forgot the feeling of like how many notifications it was on Stan Twitter. Like so much was always happening, so it was always stressing me out. And like you know, I just like don't like that lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't know when I'll go back. I'll probably like I might be. I think now that I know that I can log off of it, I'll do it a lot more. So Ray, what are we talking about this week? This week, we have a bit to get into when it comes to relationships, whether it be platonic or um, just friendly relationships, relationship with parents and all of the above. When it comes to being a black person out here in these streets, it gets a little complicated, people. And then we're going to jump into this year's Oscars, the 92nd Oscars, which was, you'll see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all I'll say about that because good god it was mm. so funny enough I didn't even think about this we're literally recording this on Valentine's Day uh... <laughs> <laughs> which will, say, which will li- literally say like what were you guys doing on Valentine's Day talking to each other <laughs> yeah um I mean it's honestly my favorite holiday mainly because I can get a lot of stuff that like is pink or have hearts um so very on brand for me did you get some hugs I did indeed get hugs Ugh, um, I'm so happy for you thank you <laughs> um I got no I like so every year like I guess every year like I've been here for a while last year and this year a little like valentine exchange um with like everyone in my major we have like our studio desk um and so i was like so we like set up little bags or boxes and give each other valentines that's cute yeah so we got a lot of candy today um but anyways so it's kind of fitting that like we're kind of talking about relationships on valentine's day even though this is going to come out a few days after um but what sparked me being like let's talk about this this week because I saw this tweet that was like as a kid I would have had crushes like anyone else but then have to wonder stuff like oh would they even be attracted to someone that isn't white and it's so messed up that dating even as an adult I have to think of stuff like that and like one I've had this thought but also like I've had this thought not only about like crushes but just like meeting anybody like whenever my friends are like oh my parents are coming in town for the weekend like they're like oh they can't wait to meet you like I'm always low-key pressed I'm like they could be racist or just like say something that's just like discriminatory and I just like what do I do in that situation um but yeah how do you feel about that Ray I mean yeah I literally echo those same thoughts um I think really when it comes to the parent thing is where I like really like resonate because I can remember like did you guys go to Sky Ranch? Yes, like I did. in El- like I can remember going to Sky Ranch and like obviously like parents are chaperones and stuff like that and like my best friend at the time her name was also Bree but she was like mean and then like had no redeeming qualities, <laughs> <laughs> which is just a. a- crazy parallel but anyways <laughs> um she like her mom was one of the chaperones and like so it was like her first time meeting me and obviously she had done the whole you know so excited to to meet you and you know we meet and blah 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 blah, blah. and then she says 
you are the whitest little black girl that I've ever met. Oh my gosh. Which I didn't, which I, we were in fifth grade. So I wasn't, I didn't take much from it or like really, you know, say anything. I kind of was just like, oh, okay, you know, and, and kept moving. But then it kept happening. Like when it, like with, with like other parents, like, Oh wow! Like we would like we would come across like other parents like kind of like meeting us for the first time, and it was it would be something that she would say as she was like introducing me, and like as it kept going, like the more that I I felt like she was like like as these white parents were like coming up towards me, like she was giving more of a a disclaimer, like oh no 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 she's a good one, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would say, like, from that moment on, I've always had this kind of, like, okay, so everyone all, like, because not to say that I forget that I'm Black, but, like, I'm always going to be Black. So, I just don't, it's not something that I, I think at that point was super, super conscious of at all times. But I think from that point on, whenever I did come across new white people, it's kind of like, okay, how are you feeling right now, you know? Yeah, like, that's the, that's the thing, it's like, I, yeah, exactly, you don't forget that you're black, but it's just kind of like, you, like, you don't, it's nice the moments that you don't have to think about it all the time, and so sometimes it does just kind of, like, isn't at the forefront. Um, I remember, like, one of those little middle school boyfriends in eighth grade, I remember, like, my dad was going to, like, meet his mom, and I, my, my mom was like, does his mother know that you're black and it was just like something that I was like wait that's kind of like a good thing that should be brought up prior you know like exactly because it can be a shock which I get that we don't we shouldn't have to teach white people how not to be racist like we've covered that before but at the same time you don't want her to get there and be like oh (laughs) you know because even that's like just not okay yeah and like and it's interesting too because now I feel like it's less of like me having to be worried about meeting people my own age or generation like yes there are people who are like still racist that are our age but like I think it really just is more like pressing meeting older people mm-hmm. or like sometimes I know like technically job interviews like they can't not hire you for like any of your identities but like they technically could yeah <laughs> you're right so it's like another thing I, uh, sometimes I'm like when I'm walking into an interview room like hopefully like it doesn't matter <laughs> oh my latest my latest resume has my picture on it says we're oh, not yeah. even gonna try it you got a headshot now but I mean I'm interested to know what you think about this as I thought about how even when it's like people our age it's like in you talk to them in class you just like maybe you do build some sort of like friendship relationship whatever and it's like yeah you may know them like how they are to your face and they're like really friendly to you but maybe they like if you were to ever find their twitter account or something like that or if you were to know like their like political views or whatever you know and then you really realize like oh they're not really you know yes back in me (laughs) There is so easy to be like, oh, I care so much about like diversity, equity, and inclusion to your face, but like, 
there we do only know so much about our class some of our classmates mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know it's like so weird because like something that is like I I guess I just fully thought like maybe I was one of the few people who like thought of it all like when just like meeting for like people for the first time but like seeing this tweet and like how many people like were retweeting it I was like I'm glad this is like a universal thing that like other people are not I should be glad that everyone's experiencing it but like yeah a lot of us are knowing you're not alone is great yeah um it's just like crazy though it's like why like I mean obviously it's just like the world needs a change so it doesn't have to be something that like you have to think about all the time Mm -hmm. I mean and I think it I think it becomes then becomes easy to like exclude yourself from situations you know like, you won't even try because you're just like, nah, they're just, you know, like, I'm not going to go stand over there because that's just not a place for me. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. Or, like, certain events or something. Yep. Like, um, for example, you guys may have something sort of like this. I don't know if it's more of a Southern sorority kind of thing, but every school kind of has its, like, I don't know, like, sororities, like, get together and have, like, this spring you know just event or whatever mm-hmm. and texas uh, texas their like version of it is called roundup and like when i was a freshman and like getting integrated into like the community on twitter and stuff like that i would see stuff about it but then um like just it was all kind of like i can't believe roundup is happening again I, like and it was all like minority people or brown people like being like this is kind of ridiculous and just not really like vibing with the whole situation this is before I knew you know anything that was going on and then it like came to light kind of that roundup is our sororities kind of uh concert slash like basically a party from like Thursday to Monday Mm -hmm. I guess where it's like supposed to be like raising awareness for or like raising money for charity and stuff like that but it is very segregated, if that makes sense. Like, um, which the sororities are already, you know, like on our campus are, are very, very segregated, mm-hmm. which I don't think that there's really, an, not to say I don't think there's an issue with that, but I feel like sororities are a kind of thing where we can say like, yeah, if we don't do, you know, like sororities that were made for us or I think I feel like all people of color feel like that like if we don't do like the Latino um uh sorority or organization or if we don't do the black organization we're just not going to do it Mm -hmm. and um it just becomes this huge issue here because they um the people who put together Roundup are like I said predominantly white and then they hire black artists and like use a lot of black culture in their in this you know huge event and then not a single black soul is to be found and are largely um excluded and when they are there it's kind of looked at as where did you come from you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like when I say I as a black person do not hear a peep about it like it's like you can see them all in their outfits and walking, but like walking past you, it's like, it's like as they're walking past you as a person of color, it's like hearing like a pin drop, you know, like just the silence. So it's just so interesting 
that at least interesting to me that there's still just these spaces where it's like you really do just feel you're the color of your skin you know what I mean yeah exactly and I don't know maybe sometimes it's like to the point where it's you know maybe they wouldn't want to be a part of this so why ask I guess but at the same time it's just I don't know it's hard when you have on both sides just everyone's just uncomfortable and I feel like it's because we're just we refuse to have uncomfortable conversations yeah that's true that's 100% true there's a lack of transparency on both sides Mm -hmm. like oh there's a new show on Netflix and it's called love is blind have you seen it like the advertisement for it I saw it like I added it to my list, but I didn't, like, read the description or anything. Okay. Well, it's basically Married at First Sight, which, have you seen that? Yeah. I've heard of it. I get the concept. Okay. Well, it's basically, like, that, except on Netflix, and they do get to communicate beforehand. They just can't see each other. The whole point of this show is supposed to be, like, it's an experiment basically testing does, like, your race, your ethnicity, your age, your height, or your physical appearance, like, does that... Um, affect true love like or can you just love someone like just hearing their voice and their um, personality and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um, in the watching the show one of the couples is an interracial couple where it's a black woman and a white man which we've all seen the outrage of Meg the Stallion and G-Eazy lately like mm-hmm. people are having you know people have a bigger issue with this I'll say than they do when a black man wants to date a white woman like it becomes a full on you hate you know whatever anyways (laughs) they are and she's never dated a white man before but he's dated black women before in this situation and it's just interesting for me to watch the conversations that they have because while she's like you know people are going to say stuff or, you know, there's going to be, you know, hard times when people are going to look at us weird in the street or look, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's going to be very obvious. Yeah. that Like we're going to feel the, like I said, we're going to feel our skin a lot more that now that we're like together and getting married and stuff like that. And it was just hard for me to like, not believe him in a way because he was like, nodding along and like yeah like I hear you and you know x y and z but at the same time he's a white man (laughs) and so while I feel like it's a little bit easier for him to kind of like let that stuff just roll off because it's not the um because it's not being piled on to of like years of discrimination does that make sense like for for all intents purposes this is going to be some of his first real like outlooks and like opportunities of seeing just blatant racism I would say and so I just don't think that they understand if that makes sense and so it's just hard you know yeah but I feel like there's like no way to like really fully prep for that I mean like look at Harry and Meghan exactly I feel like even in that situation, you know, with the statements that he's made, he's kind of like, oh, like, this is ridiculous. Like, I didn't realize this, you know? 
and we're all like, well, since we've been new. All righty. And here we are with the Oscars, the 92nd Oscars tea, guys. I don't know how anyone else felt. I, I, me and Brie actually haven't talked about this together either, which is uncommon. Um, but I thought this year's Oscars was just a disgrace. Really? Really. I don't like the whole thing because you told me not to. No, you're in. We always look out for <laughs> each other. We really do. <laughs> the reason that you will never watch Crystal. But, anyways, someone <laughs> has to bite that bullet and do it. And you, you know? will never watch that Adam Driver zombie movie. You're right. We're This is a real pairing, guys. <laughs> OTP. But, anyways, I feel like part of the issue, at least for me, was the kind of amoeba-like host. Like, where we're going to grab every single actor and actress who isn't doing anything tonight to get them to come present an award. I find it annoying that they do that. I think, like, a host brings, like, a nice cohesiveness to an award show. Um, And, like, I feel like the host really sets the tone and the vibe for that year's award show. It's when they don't have a host. It's just, like, it's random. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Steve Martin and Chris Rock, like, started out this Oscars, and they just have two different brands of comedy mm-hmm. that don't really meet in the middle, in my opinion. So it was just really, it was a really, like, jerky start, and it was just awkward for me. And I don't know how much of it you had seen, but the... I think the most terrible part of it and the reason that they needed to have a host is because they would have people come out to introduce someone who was going to then introduce the category. So I want to say it was Anthony Ramos, right? Who comes out, gives this long speech about, you know, how much he loves Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it makes <laughs> it seem like Lin is going to do something, right? Like, oh, he's going to get up here, he's going to sing a song, he's going to, you know, do something. And all Lin is doing is, like, giving an award for a different category. Or not even that. It's like, then Lin will um, introduce, it may have even been, like, introducing, like, Adina Menzel or something like that. Which is just, like, what the heck? Like, why do you have someone introducing the the person who's going to be giving out the award? I don't know. That's the thing. Is like, okay, my thing, too, is, like, the argument could be made, like, oh, they need to fill up space. Like, they don't have nearly as many performances as, like, the Grammys and, like, the Tonys or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, these award shows are so, already so long. It's unnecessary. Bree, this one was set up to be three hours long they went over 30 minutes and part That's of the so reason was because yeah part of the reason is because they kept having people come out just to introduce someone else to say to have someone else come out like it was there was so just so many doors that we had to go through and so if you're gonna do the no host you need to eliminate one of the steps yeah 
I don't like, even honestly remember watching an Oscars with a host. Exactly, because a host is like a good host. You never know that they're pulling the strings. Like, yeah. like the good host of a party, like everyone's just having a good time. Like they're not the star of the show. Like, but the snack table is full. The music is good. Like everyone's just chilling and having a good time. And afterwards, you say, "Wow." Bree, you really threw a great party, but no one really knew what you were doing to keep that party going. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> what a great analogy. Listen. <laughs> As a writer, I have to have that stuff on standby. But anyways, it's just, I just don't see the whole point of having so many hoops to jump through. It was just, it was exhausting. The only people that I, like, enjoyed their little antics was Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph, which I sent to you. Did you watch? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And I hope you keep this in. I hope you keep this part in because I want America to know not only did we push off recording a whole day, but I, we gave a time. She was an hour late. And then I was 30 minutes late after that. <laughs> and the Lord knows what she's been doing. But you know what she is? She's caught up on The Bachelor. So I guess I just have to win my battles, huh? That was... Now that I spent so much time watching The Bachelor like this past weekend. I didn't even remember. <laughs> Here we are. Anyways... <laughs> they well, one there are queens so obviously everything that they do is like just awesome but I just thought that it was something that was comedic Billie Eilish didn't like it but I think at that point we were about two and a half hours in so it did seem like it was long but I feel like if they had just started if someone didn't introduce Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig and they just came out and did their thing that would have been you know fine yeah but no it's like we had to go to this door to get to this really I thought funny moment and then which I and I think people really responded well to it but then it was just like by the time that they got up and were getting through their whole like shtick it was just everyone was like okay can we just move this along like I'm tired I'm ready to go home like and I think also because you've mentioned that the Grammys just don't have or the Oscars just don't have as many performances or and they're not to the same caliber as like the Grammys or the MTV Awards or anything like that. So it's like no one's really here for these performances. Yeah. Like I'm not watching Oscars for performances. No. <clears throat> I mean, unless I think the only reason last year we had, you know, pretty good a pretty good moment is because of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Didn't they also have like that year they did Glory? Uh yeah. That was Which, I, I think, think I cried. I like <laughs> I got moved. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it was moving. And I think they tried to do this, like, tried to kind of emulate that with the whole um, uh, Cynthia Erivo moment. <clears throat> oh, also Janelle Monet also um, did an opening performance, which I thought was great. It was her and then it was, like, behind her, it was all of the, um, all the movies that got snubbed. Like, like you, like, they were, like, characters or, I guess, dancers, like, um, dressed as the characters that got snubbed from the Oscars. So, like, Us, Queen and Slim, 
like just oh, you know funny. like yeah <laughs> so it, it definitely made an impact but like other than I would say those two moments like no other performance was just moving and or thought-provoking like there was like Idina Menzel had her moment uh where it was celebrating the <clears throat> how Frozen is like dubbed over in a whole bunch of languages or something like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it was like Idina Menzel and then like um I think it, it, there had to be like seven or eight different um, versions of her character, Elsa. Um, that's what she plays, right? Yeah, Elsa. Yeah. And like singing in their language. That's kind of cute. Yeah, it was cute. It was nice. Did you watch it with Noah or no? Um, I'm definitely in Austin. She is definitely in Keller. She is also so four years old. So. Well, I know she's like, does she not like Frozen? She loves Frozen, but I don't think she's watching the Oscars for a Frozen moment. I feel like there were kids who did. <laughs> okay. I'll let, you <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you be a part of the um of the team that talks about the Oscars demographic and why no one is watching their show anymore. <laughs> well, who wants to watch the Oscars? You're so right. I mean, obviously, us because we're talking about it, but yeah. I mean, people who watch, I feel like people who watch these movies and love them and want to see them succeed, you know, still watch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Oscars low key could be like an email of like who won. And I'd be like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Just a list. I love that. Yeah, like, like a Twitter membership. alert. <laughs> yeah, like a little Twitter alert that's like update Oscar winners. And I just got to read it. With my life, that is the tea because there's not much that you can really like do. Like in music, like there's so much celebration around it, but like with film, like they try and then it just gets weird. Like this year, they tried to do a you know tribute to classic movie songs. So I mean, there's this montage of movies like um, The Breakfast Club and like um dirty dancing and just like movies that we like see like we hear a song and we immediately think of this movie right mm-hmm. so they're flashing i they might have sis i don't know i wasn't watching that hard but it was like it was a great moment because like you're watching and you're going through all these classic movies from the 80s and the 90s and you're seeing all this great you know all these great moments where you're like yeah like this is the song that i like defined that movie or you know this that movie defined this song for me and mm-hmm. then it gets to eight mile and I don't know if you've ever watched this movie I think it's what it's something that I would consider to be a like a like a hood classic adjacent if that makes sense meaning <laughs> you could like find it on VH1 at any moment in time throughout the throughout the year um but I don't think many white people claim it because it's really about Eminem and like, you know, his version of, you know, the, in like a trailer park, which I think is the white version of the ghetto. Um, so if we get there to that moment and we're like, ah, yeah, like that movie wasn't an Oscar nominated movie, but we all know Lose Yourself, you know, like, and we all identify that with this song. So this is a great moment too. But Brie, it never, it never switched. Like, 
the movie from that moment it just continued to be eight mile and we were all looking at each other like, <laughs> like everyone on like I and I and I while I'm watching something I also watch the Twitter trends right yeah and I like and the Oscars really like they had been like winners had been trending and stuff like that like Brad Pitt had been trending for a while but like really the Oscars weren't just dominating the trending page at the time but such confusion going on as it slowly dawns on us that oh it's not going to change we're going to go to the uh-huh. whole scene of eight mile and then the and then the picture goes dark and then like instrument people with instruments start showing up on stage and we're like wait a wait wait a minute you're telling me that marshall matters is about to walk out here on this stage and sing lose yourself like dawning on everyone like Eminem question mark just started trending like no one has ever been (laughs) as confused (laughs) like our group chat was obviously going off like did anyone else just is anyone else recognizing that Eminem is about to be up here on this stage and there's just a collective just look of shock across the audience because not one person knew that Eminem was going to be showing up to the Oscars like it was an announcement it wasn't even like a thought in anyone's mind it does it doesn't make sense in 2020 I, I and, and my argument at the time was well who else would it have been but I uh, now just thinking about it I was just sitting there like why the hell is Eminem on this stage? <laughs> <laughs> was it better or worse than the Aerosmith Run DMC Grammy performance? Oh, like performance wise, performance quality wise, it was way better. Confusion wise, I would say this was probably worse because I've seen <laughs> people that lo- that loved that Aerosmith moment and just thought, yeah, that was like, you know classic Aerosmith you know yeah but in this moment not one person have that I've like come across that has been like I really enjoyed that like everyone and no one didn't like it either it was just why (laughs) or why who authorized this (laughs) whose idea was it that's always my first thought (laughs) it's like who thought of this? You know there was a meeting somewhere where someone was like, That's we're going to have thing. all these great movies and all this great montage and then Eminem. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, you, like, someone really came up with the idea and it, like, went through steps to get approved and, like, added to, like, the set list of the night and, like, rehearsed. And someone still was like, yes, this is airing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like think about that all the time. Whenever I'm like, why did this happen? It's just like, who was the first person? <laughs> but to be fair, it's not really something that people can lose their jobs over because no one was mad. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> Honestly, in the future, that could be me. I feel like I would pitch stuff like that. You're right. In my television class today, I was thinking about that, like how writers and showrunners and stuff like that probably don't watch their shows as they air but they might be watching like 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 I do like now like watching the trending page and just seeing what people are saying and stuff and it has Uh to suck 
when when you put so much time and like you're so excited about something and then you get online and people are like huh <laughs> you're like this makes sense you're like filling it you're like wow everyone's gonna love it like this is my moment and then everyone is like what why I would be so sad seriously has probably told their friends and family like yeah like this show like I'm just so proud of this show like yeah, you guys like, are gonna be so excited to see it and they're like sitting through the show for like the first two hours like mm, when is it coming up and you're just like wait for it like wait for it like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and then like the moment passes and they're like so what's about to happen they're like, did it was that it? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Finally, we're going to talk about this year's winners, which have been really positive, I would say. But you obviously still have your sex with people that are being super controversial right now. So, <clears throat> Bree. What are your thoughts on this year? This year's winners? Any standouts for you? I mean, besides the parasite win, um, no. I mean, you brought it to my attention how they didn't get nominated for any acting awards, which is still very telling of the Academy. Um, but like, nothing really else surprised me. I guess animated feature was weird. I didn't expect Toy Story Four to win, to be honest. But that's about it. You were a huge fan of Frozen 2 this year, weren't you? I did. I really enjoyed Frozen 2. I felt like the plot was really great. I didn't see Toy Story 4. I just felt like, I from what I've heard of Toy Story 4, I just didn't think it like was going to win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something else that I thought was um, cool for you, though, was uh, little women winning costume design because I distinctly remember <laughs> us coming out of that movie and you going those costumes were so period <laughs> I did because I I mean I sat through a whole class about like the history of dress for a semester like I had to learn something I was very I was very impressed I thought they were on period so yeah uh, that is pretty cool they got costume design <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious that, like, <clears throat> that was who won. Um, also, um, Hair Love won short film or short animated film, which was just phenomenal. I have not seen it. I need to watch it. Um, you didn't watch on Twitter or anything? No, I retweeted it, but I didn't actually, like, because I think I was, like, in a place where I couldn't put my AirPods in, so I just didn't get to watch it. I was probably at work when I saw it. So it's in my bookmarks. Um, but you that's to watch. You love a daddy-daughter story. Stop. I'd probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a really heartwarming story, and it also is just like... It's just... It's great, meaningful diversity, because the people not only like animated in the film but like behind it in the production there's so many great like black producers on this um on this short film that made it possible so it's great to see that you know black girls are getting shown in animation yeah for sure yeah now i think we can just talk about the shock 
not shocked, but like, I'll, okay, I'll start here. Like, okay, Bong Joon Ho came actually to UT last semester, which I was really upset that I wasn't on game at that point, but he oh. came and screened the movie here. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, he, uh, like, my teacher obviously went to this and, and saw the movie before it kind of got all this buzz. And he said, walking out of it, he had said, you know, that movie is the best movie of the year, but it probably won't win. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, like when you walk in a room and you're like, I don't know how you feel about me right now. You know, like he kind of had the same kind of dismissive tone towards um, this movie. And it was just a great, a wonderful surprise. I was in a one, like that great kind of shock, you know, that he, like Bong Joon Ho, was not only like um, given credit for his directing, but it's the best movie of the year. And deservedly so. Like, I have not heard one person complain about that movie. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the Golden Globes, like, do you think? Despite the Golden Globes, they still would have won, like, Parasite would have won Best Picture. Or do you think after the Golden Globes win, they, it got considered, more, like, seriously? I really think, to be honest, I think it was the Baptist because that's where um, people really were, like, I, I think that was the one where um, it was the shot of Quentin Tarantino in the audience, like, and he was pissed. <laughs> like, this, his whole face was just, like, not okay. You know? I, I, I do, I don't think it was just the Golden Globes, but I do think it was, like, just the, you know, as more and more award shows were like, no, we're gonna do the right thing. Especially when you have, like, all these categories where you had a war movie. I don't think people understand that, like, movies like 1917 are eaten up by like the academy like if you want a like a just a how to get an oscar 101 it's war film yeah so i mean there, it was it was a great category it was tough competition and i think people just saw okay we're not gonna be able to get away with this in 2020 not making the right decision i didn't expect it so i was pleasant yeah. <laughs> And to be fair, neither did Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> like, oh, every time drunk. he got up there, he was more and more drunk. Like, it was hilarious <laughs> because there were the ones where he kind of, you know, expected to get it. So he got up and, like, he made the speech and stuff like that. Like, he, I think it was the directing award, actually, that he got up and said, wow, I didn't expect to get back up tonight. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited to just go get drunk, right? And then he gets called for <laughs> best picture and gets up there and everyone just like, this man did, was not lying. <laughs> he just like went down there, was partying and was like so pleasantly shocked. Like it was just great to see all of their faces on, on screen and just represented and it was just phenomenal. Oh, I love that. No, I like, uh, I deserve i was upset though because i don't know if it was actually like the oscar verified twitter or what like had that tweet that was like great honor thank you and it was like such simple words like nothing more needs to be said and it was like i was like no 
that was just like what he's able to say in English. Like he was able to give this probably a phenomenal speech that like was translated and all you're gonna say is be like, oh such simple word like it was like no. I don't know. I like that was like I was upset with that. I don't yeah. know if you saw that tweet. I didn't. Yeah, no. it was just like it was it was like an image and it like had the quote and it was like what he said in English and it's just like I get that you're trying to be like, oh like I don't know, like so much could be said with so little or whatever, but it was like this is actually distasteful and you did because it's what he just is able to say in our language and he said a lot more. Mm-hmm. I the tweet that I did see though was from Twitter troll John Miller as he says a man named Bong Joon Ho wins Oscar for best original screenplay over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 1917. Acceptance speech was great honor. Thank you. Then he proceeds to give the rest of his speech in Korean. These people are the destruction of America. I did see that tweet. And yeah. I just I would I would just like to say, no, these are the people that are the destruction of America. Like I like I feel like when you win an award or you do anything to uh like on this level, you know. Like you're, and as as much as it sucks as a minority that like you are now like the representation of you know your entire country and your you know your background you know, mm-hmm. like and he's this is unprecedented. He is the first you know. He deserves to get up there and speak in his own language. He doesn't have to cater to you. He has no reason to. That like oh man, <laughs> all about just like the fact that people are just so not welcoming of like eastern media and all that jazz it's more Mm -hmm. of a yeah like i could go on for days about it but Mm -hmm. yeah like just so many people that are like have recently been like oh i try to watch it but like the subtitle it's just like silly it's like you can't read yeah like (laughs) so i don't it's so frustrating because she's like there's still so many people who are just so unwilling to be open. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, at least try it and then say, mm, this isn't for me. I think something that I think sums up your whole argument is like, did you see that video of the girl who was saying, I, I think I saw this today actually on Twitter, that this girl was saying, like, complaining, at least on Snapchat, that she couldn't look down at her phone or like look away from the movie for even a second because she had to like be keeping up with who was talking during this movie and I was like that is the whole point of film and the whole like I don't think that people who do not pay attention to movies if you're going to be on your phone throughout the movies do not have anything to say about the Oscars because you weren't there to appreciate the actual art yeah I agree with you like it's like you can't be away from your phone for a few hours and just like enjoy like that's the thing is like movies and like any kind of art of entertainment that like you is a visual entertainment is like it's supposed to be so you can like escape from like the real world so like it defeats the purpose to be on your phone the whole time it's not even about not even enjoying it it's the fact that like you're supposed to be 
immersed into the media. So why are you disconnecting yourself? You're right. <laughs> Honestly, that's, the gag is, even if that movie was in English, if you were on your phone, you would miss something. Because it was one of those things where it's like, you just need to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's just a tea. Like, yeah. I feel like we're just moving into this space where people are going to see movies again to kind of like to talk about them afterwards which I really enjoy and I'm excited to see more of hopefully they can get themselves together at the Oscars and start giving us Oscars that we actually want to watch again yeah I'm excited to see like hopefully more diversity in Oscars Mm mm-hmm like, I hope it's not just like, oh, we did it. Let's go back to five years of the same old, same old. Like, I hope this actually does start to snowball a change. So, like, because of these award shows, like, it does affect how people see, like, other media. And so, like, I would love to experience more diversity in my, like, movies and television. But, like, you can't always, you don't get exposure to it. So, yeah. And that's a tea on that. Overall, grade for the Oscars this year, I would give it, you know, a D. <laughs> D. <laughs> but not a, not a total F because you did the right thing. But, you know, also just um, something to point out, I guess, is that, like, I, I do think that it was a pretty lackluster awards show season, like, in total because these are all, you know, the same winners for the same, you know, awards. But I think something that we do kind of have to not necessarily, like, pedal back on, but just kind of, like, acknowledge, at least from my standpoint, is last week we were kind of, I think it was our last episode, um, that it was, you know, okay, Joaquin Phoenix did a great thing by making a statement during, you know, his acceptance speech for his BAFTA. Uh-huh. And then... We get to the Oscars and we're running over by 30 minutes and he gets up there. I kid you not. It was like a five to seven minute speech and it was just rambling and it really wasn't going anywhere soon. And I was just like, oh, dear heavens. They not so, start playing the music? What? No, they didn't start, start playing the music because when you I think it's if you win one of the big three categories, take your time, sis. That's your moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was just not great all around. So maybe next next year we just keep it concise. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Mom. Thank you to the good Lord above. And good night, peeps. <laughs>
everything my survivor heart could want and more like my top two winner picks in the first episode forms an alliance and i'm like they're winning love that for you <laughs> yeah but it just was so great and it was cool because i also got to watch it with like my survivor friends um so it was like great to be like at a community of people who like also were just just as excited who cared just as much about all the other people like it was just great vibes love that question yeah. though mm-hmm. um as a first episode since i would say the majority of people who watch survivor this isn't their first season so did they even spend time you know doing the whole like kind of introduction moment or did you guys just get great content right out the bat yeah because i know you don't like like first episodes of oh i loved this first episode literally the thing the problem i have with first episodes are usually it's really slow it's like if you watch a lot of seasons it's the same old same old they do like promo videos you're introduced to everybody and it's kind of like they'll talk about the format of the show but essentially like you know like if you know you know um but this one the gameplay was just like on fire like it was two hours of survivor but it felt like maybe 45 minutes and it was it was like it wasn't hard to keep up with like i was able to but like i was getting like anxious watching it it felt like i was playing like i was like the plan was switching every minute i had no idea what was happening going to tribal council and so it was like very exciting as a viewer to watch that because like i am just so used to like being like this is a standard formula of like editing the show this is clearly like who's going home i was through i literally was like i did not know who was going to get booted off either tribal council and i wasn't mad about it love that yeah you sound passionate so i'm excited for you in the season (laughs) thank you i am so excited i know it's gonna be sad a lot of them are like parents now and they like weren't parents when they first played so a lot of them are like talking about their kids and it was like kind of like touching i was like oh this is precious it's like it's their oldest season so i'm really excited to watch for that too there's not gonna be like petty drama love that Especially since last season's debacle, I think this is a, you know, breath of fresh air. Yeah, that's so true. It'll be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of, it'll be sad vibes, but like good sad vibes. T. Yeah. Which sorry, not sorry, Ray. This week, my sorry, not sorry is that I... And finally finding my way into not stan Twitter, but like <laughs> niche Twitter, if that makes sense. And it's so exciting. Like, um, I like I started watching The Bachelorette last summer. Didn't get any into anything on Twitter or anything like that, and then. Like, started watching The Bachelor this year, obviously, mm-hmm. and I have been outraged, and I think it's because you haven't been keeping up, so I haven't had, like, someone to be talking with, and I need someone to, like, validate my feelings. Yes. Yeah. So I turned <laughs> to Twitter, <laughs> and the people, and I, I'm, I'm finally seeing, like, the appeal in, like, 
like the niches of it. Like I've started following a couple people. One of the people that I'm following actually is also watching my Netflix show, Love is Blind. So I'm just like, thank God I can have commentary on both. Uh huh. It's just like, I think it is kind of like crack. Um, I found Reality Steve. So, uh, yes. And you know, I love spoilers. You know, I love spoilers. So that's like, that was an awesome thing that happened this week is that I'm able, I have like, ugh. I like I said, I basically found crack. Like I just, I love spoilers. It's just me and my Virgo heart not being able to not know what's going on, and so knowing what's going on doesn't ruin the effect of watching it live for me. I am not a reality television person like Brie. I don't like competitions, and I think that The Bachelor is just enough of a competition, like that I'm okay, but it's also just a whole bunch of drama, which I love. So I can definitely say I'm a part of the community now. Yeah. And you'll definitely find that like within each community of like reality television, like they'll like the same thing. So like how you said that they are watching love is blind. Like a lot of survivor fans watch the circle and like, it's like none of us discuss it, but yet all of us will watch it. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for you because you're about to be it's a whole new world. I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just so happy. <laughs> and I know it's trash. I know I like I was always that person that was like the bachelor is I will never watch this kind of crap. But I mean, there's a reason that it's been on for 17 years and I'm not afraid to say now, sorry not sorry that I'm going to be one of those people that's watching it for the next 17 minutes on. Wow, this is this is a big deal. <laughs> I feel like I try to get you to watch a show for so long. I feel like I did make fun of you for a while for, you know, being as invested. You really do get invested in these love stories for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like you you want them to be happy. Yeah, and even when you're wrong, like when you have like when you have like these impressions of girls and then you realize, like, oh, no, you're actually not that great. Like, I loved Victoria P. Like, she had me sold. And then it came out that she was doing all this lying. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that she went to the pageant, like, a few days after she opened it out? Or not put it out, but, like, asshole. No. I look, oh. I, damn, what part of, where am I, I'm still missing <laughs> Girl, you just, need to, you just need to do a deep dive of everything Reality Steve has released about this season. So it's like months of content, but just like read everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a wormhole that I'm not going to let myself get pulled into because I have hella readings to do this weekend. But when I have the free time, I'm excited. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Make sure you like. If you can subscribe, do it. If you can comment, do it. If you can leave us five stars great whatever you can do be out here in these streets for us because we are out here in these streets for you guys and as always thanks for listening bye